part three on the blessing. We started part one and two online this week on our Facebook site and Instagram and YouTube if you want to check those out. But part three on the blessing. Say the blessing of the Lord is in me now. And it's for my generation. And say this with me just like Moses and Joshua did. Say I will fulfill my purpose in my generation. Amen. Amen, amen. Isn't it good to be alive? Ooh, we got some exciting times ahead as the church. With things heat up, those are the best times, man. Oh, so good. This is the best time to be alive. I'm excited. How about you? I'm seeing people waking up who have been in a slumber for years. The church is waking up, hopefully. The world's waking up, that's for sure. And uh, God is good. <laughs> it's not a woke generation. It's an awakened generation. That's what I like to call it. Praise God. Say, I'm a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, ordained by God and for God, for others. Amen. And go with me to Deuteronomy 28. We'll start here with the blessing. Uh, we started part one with uh, three foundational scriptures, really, and they were Genesis 12:1, Proverbs 10:22 and Galatians 3.13. And just hold your place here because it's probably better to start in the New Testament and then go back to the Old so we know that what we have. Amen? So go with me to Galatians 3.13 first and just hold your place in Deuteronomy 28. And we'll just start in Galatians 3.5 here. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you, that's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit to you, and works miracles among you. So no, no Holy Ghost, no miracles. Just like Jesus. He didn't do a single miracle until the Holy Ghost was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Until the Holy Spirit fell on him like a dove. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then he started working miracles at the age of 30. Not one we have recorded. Until the Holy Spirit fell on him like a dove. So he says, He who supplies the Spirit to you, the Holy Ghost, and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Amen. So if you're living by faith, then you're son of Abraham. And the scripture foreseen, Abraham was not a Jew. He was a faith man, of a faith God. Amen. God called him at 75. It's never too late. Amen. To start. It's never too late to start. He circumcised himself at age 99. <laughs> And all those kids at age 99, it ain't too late to get circumcised either, if you're not. We can do it out back later after the service if you want. They have baptism, why not circumcision? Praise God. Wives, you can handle that. Therefore, know the only... Let's keep it in the family. Keep close, keep close. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel, the good news, to Abraham before him. Even preach Christ, preach the blessing to Abraham. Say Christ is the blessing. He's the blessing in motion. And he's in me now. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Those who are of faith, not Jews, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Say this is my covenant. I'm a believer. Not just a Christian, a believer. And there's a difference. Hmm. The believers get blessed. Amen. Praise God, we're Christians. We got saved. Amen. But the believers get blessed in their doing and believing. Amen. For as many as of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things. Those who haven't received Christ, Christ said, I have come, I fulfilled the law. To fulfill the law. 
Christ fulfilled it so you don't have to. Those are all to, the, to all the Jewish people out there. So as many as are the works of the law are still under the curse. That goes for the Jews who are still working the law, who haven't received the Messiah, the finished work. Jesus is the finished work for you. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified in the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Verse 13, and here's the point. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. And the, and the law we see in Deuteronomy 28, 14 through end, is threefold, threefold. You know, Doug was just telling me before the service, the best olive oil, the olives are crushed three times. And the oil stands for anointing in the Bible. And the Christ in you, the anointed one, the hope of glory. But Christ was crushed three times as well. Perfect olive oil, perfect sacrifice. Um, but the curse is also threefold. And that's spiritual death, sickness and disease, poverty and lack. So this is your covenant. So we ain't, shouldn't have any of those. Amen? When we die, we have great hope. We know we live forever. Isn't that a blessed assurance? That when you leave this earth, you're going to keep on leaving even a better life than you are here? This is just practice ground for eternity. So we ought to get along down here, amen? <laughs> Before we dwell together in eternity up there. We only got 120 years together down here. We can perfect it. Come on. We can get, we can get used to it, amen? <laughs> Send them that way. I'm going to live over here. Unity, amen? We're all going to rise together in Christ. Praise God forevermore. And so no, no one's justified by the law on the sight of God. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Threefold. Redeemed. Purchased you out of sickness and disease poverty and lack, and spiritual death. And then the Bible goes on to say in the New Testament, Jesus tasted death for every man. So when you leave this earth suit, this body, you're not going to smell it, you're not going to feel it, you're not going to taste it. Jesus did all that. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know when they were stoning Stephen, the martyr, the man who was called to help serve tables and serve um, he said, hold it not against him. I don't think he felt the stoning at all. I really don't. He tasted death for all men. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen, you ought not to fear dying or leaving your earth suit. Amen. The Bible says, fear God who can destroy both soul and spirit in hell. Don't fear him who can just kill the body. There's no fear in life. There's no fear in faith. God is so good all the time. Hey, welcome. So he says here in verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made the curse for us. So he was made sickness and disease, he was made poverty and lack, and he was made death so that you could live in all three areas fully. He said, I have come to give you life and life in full. That's life and abundantly in every area. You ought not to be broke, you ought not to be sick, and when you die, you're going to heaven. Eternal life starts here. Praise God, isn't God so rich? He sent his only son just for you. If you were the only one born from man, born in sin, Christ would have died just for you to redeem you from the curse. So he redeemed us from the curse, having become the curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That's the cross. And verse 14, I like to add so there, so that, so that, this is the reason he died. Paul's saying, this is Paul the apostle preaching this to the Jews, to us too, the Gentiles. So that the blessing of Abraham Ah, the blessing of Abraham 
might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now we have an added covenant and blessing as well, the promise of the Holy Ghost, who is now taking up residence in each one of us, each believer. Holy Ghost comes in. Again, the Holy Ghost is only promised to the believer, to the church, not to the world. Jesus is promised to the world. That's why he died. The Holy Ghost is promised to the believer, the church. So you can only get the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in new tongues and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit come in when you get filled with him. Amen? Once you receive Christ. So that's a promise to the believer. And every believer should take advantage of their promises. Amen? The tongue of fire, the baptism of the Holy Ghost fell upon all 120 of them when they were gathering together and eating bread in the upper room. Not one person left out. All of them spoke in new tongues. A new prayer language was given to them. Spiritual connection, again. From Adam's fall to the last Adam's justification. Rising up again, Christ Jesus, the last Adam. Restored our spiritual connection with our Father. So when we pray in the Spirit, God hears. <laughs> Amen. He talks back to us. I, my Father talks to me when I pray in other tongues. I'm talking to Him directly. Man, to, Not man to man, spirit to spirit. God is a spirit, Jesus said. That gift came into me, what was that, 2005, I think it was. I was suffering with a chronic condition for a year and a half. My body weight went down to 150 pounds. Three specialists uh, marked it as one mild grains Crohn's disease, another anemia, and another malabsorption syndrome. I went to three specialists. Remember like that girl with the issue of blood for 12 years? Said they went, she went to every physician and spent her whole life savings and didn't grow better, but rather grew worse. You know, that's what doctors' opinions can do to you. They may actually make you worse <laughs> than better, you know? So you got to treat the root, the root cause. And that only comes through the Word and through Jesus. But um, I was raised back up after a year and a half by a Christian doctor. And I had just watched that movie came out, Lord of the Rings. You know, those movies came out. And you remember, uh, who's Aerosmith's daughter? Liv Tyler. She was the elf, the elf in the movie and she spoke in this weird language. That's all I had to relate with. I was raised up in a Baptist church. I didn't hear any preaching on tongues or the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I, I didn't hear it. I didn't find it in the Word for myself either. And uh, that, that movie really connected me. I was like, if she can pray in a different language, so can I. So this doctor laid hands on me, Christian doctor, spirit-filled, laid hands on me. And um, I got Kenneth Hagin's book, uh, Why Pray in Tongues, the little pocket book. And that really blessed me and it opened me up to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit at age 20, uh, 21, I believe that was. So uh, he laid hands on me for my healing as well. And I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking with tongues in his office. And I remember just cracking up in that office, doctor's office in Crenshaw, just laughing when the Holy Spirit filled me. The joy of the Lord became my strength that day for sure. I was laughing all the way home, and I, I, that's all I had to relate with. Liv Tyler, elf language, Lord of the Rings. I had nothing, you know, to go on. I was like, all right, well, I'll receive. <laughs> so I went home, and I'm playing the, uh, it was uh, my mom's classical guitar, and I would tinker with that my whole life growing up. And I was playing guitar, and I started singing in, in new tongues while playing the instrument. Just brought it right out. Just singing away, right? And I went to record it. I remember those little tape cassettes, those little ones, and you record them. Dad had one. And I recorded myself. I was like, I wonder what this gift sounds like. I wonder if I sound good. I'm going to judge the gift. 
don't do that. Don't judge the gift. Just receive it. Amen. <laughs> Just receive. <laughs> and so I recorded myself singing in tongues, playing the instrument. And I went to play it back in my room late at night. And literally, the tape recorder flew from my hand when I went to play it back. I did not control that thing. It flew out of my hand and squealed like a pig. And I was shocked. And I heard right here in my spirit at the same moment, who are you to judge my gift? I've never questioned the gift of time since that day, 2005. Amen? We don't question the word. We just receive it. Amen? Whether you believe it or not, it's coming to pass. Amen? You might as well get in on the fullness of the blessing here before you leave. Amen? Come on. Let's receive together. Amen? Holy Spirit, come on in. I receive you fresh this morning with the evidence of singing in new tongues. Praying in new tongues. What a blessing it is to speak in a holy heavenly language that the devil can't understand, but God can. Bypasses the devil and all his little cohorts. They can't understand when you pray and sing in new tongues. New songs will come out, new words, new music, through praying and singing in the Holy Ghost. Amen? What a blessed gift from heaven through the Holy Ghost in you. comes right out here from your innermost being. Jesus said, out of your innermost belly shall proceed the rivers of life, living water. And tongues come up right through. Starts right here in your inner man, your spirit. Right here in your belly. Amen. Your spirit's not where your heart is, it's where your belly is. That's what the scriptures say. Out of your belly shall proceed living waters. So praise God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If the world's going to see Jesus and the miracles that he did, they're going to have to see him through us, and it takes the Holy Ghost to do those things, just like it did for Jesus, the sample son. Has anyone of you gone to Handel's or Baskin Robbins or an ice cream store and they offer you a free sample? Well, you can taste that sample, can't you? This is what Jesus was. He was the sample son. You should be able to see him, to taste him when you look in the word of life and operate just like he does. He's the sample son. You can taste him, you can feel him, you can watch him so that you can follow him. If you're not looking for him, you're not going to see him. And if you can't see him, you can't follow him. You can only follow something you see, right? So praise God for Jesus who becomes real through the word. So say I'm redeemed from the curse of the law because of Christ who has made the curse for me. Amen. And let's just back up. We'll go back to Deuteronomy 28. And let's just back up to Genesis, the book of the beginnings. And we'll go to chapter 12 where the blessing of Abraham begins which we are grafted into, so we ought to know our blessing and our covenant, amen? The blessing of Abraham. Again, I didn't really grow up with this either, except the, the song, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons. That's all I knew about the blessing of Abraham. But praise God, it's here in black and white for us, amen? And you're a child, not only of God, a child of Abraham, faithful Abraham, for those who live by faith through Christ. Promises to Abram. His former name was Abram. God added Ah, his name to his name, after he proved himself faithful. I believe it was around age 100. God added his name to his. So he had. He was called at age 75. Left his father's house at 75. I've said this before, but I sure hope he wasn't living at home at age 75. <laughs> they did things a little differently back then. And they lived a little longer back then, too. So we have some leeway there. But he was called at 75 from his father's house. And here we see his calling. But then he, God changed his name at, at 100. So that's 25 years of perfection, of practicing, walking, and living by faith before God actually switched his name, called him by a new name. 
called his wife Sarai by Sarah, added ah to her name as well, changed her name as well, through walking by faith. So there's always different levels of faith, different levels of our walk as believers. Not just Christians, but believers, like, like Abraham, a believer, who walk it out by faith and who grow by faith. And there's new levels that God takes us to. But we have to be qualified first Amen. to go to a new level. Amen? So that's why character development is so important. More important than gold, Solomon said. More important than silver. More important than your job. More important than your family, your wife. Character development is first and foremost of utmost importance because as you grow, so will all those around you. And everything you'll have will just increase as well. And we see that in the blessing in the life of Abraham as you read through Genesis. Amen. We see him grow and grow and grow and the blessing keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And Paul the Apostle, who was Jewish, knew this too. He was very familiar with the scriptures. Very well trained, he said, as a scholar, as a Jew. Wasn't he of the, the sect of the Pharisees? I believe he was. What is it? Sadducees or Pharisees? I think it was a Pharisee. Yeah, a Pharisee. So he was trained in the word of God and he knew, he said, he's the one who said in Romans, I will come to Rome in the fullness of the blessing. So he knew that the blessing is progressive. He said, I'm going to come to Rome in the fullness of the blessing. No man can take me out until I finish my course. And that's when he died. He was beheaded in Rome, scholars say. But he spoke that thing. He said, I'm going to die in Rome. I'm going to finish my course in Rome. But I'll come in the fullness of the blessing. Fullness of the blessing. So he walked it out by faith as well. And here's the blessing he was grafted into. And this is the blessing we're grafted into through Christ. Amen. So he said, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land. Again, this is the first faith man he had to separate him unto himself. To a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. This is your covenant. And I will curse him who curses you. What's the curse? Death. Uh, sickness, disease, poverty, and lack. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be destroyed, shall be blessed. Remember when Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane said, Lord, do you want me? And sliced off the high priest's ear with his sword. He said, Lord, do you want us to call down Peter and John? Legions from heaven to destroy these men? I marvel at the fact that they knew they could do that that the spirit of Elijah was upon them as well. That they could call down fire from heaven and wipe out 3,000 men. But Jesus said, no, you don't know what spirit you're of. I'm supposed to die for the world. Don't stop me. Get behind me, Peter. He actually called him Satan. <laughs> Get behind me. I need to fulfill my course. Not that there's anything wrong with calling fire down from heaven upon your enemies. Elijah did it, and Elisha called two bears out of the wilderness because some, some little kids were making fun of him, calling him baldhead, called him Elisha baldy. So what did he do? He called down two bears from the wilderness, and they mauled and destroyed 40 young children. Wicked kids. Wicked kids. Yeah, thanks for adding that. Wicked. <laughs> Only wicked kids make fun of people then, right? Amen. Whatever. And... Uh, <laughs> And then Elijah did it twice, right? Called down fire upon 50, upon 50 of the government soldiers. Amen. Wiped them out. Peter and John seemed to know their authority, that, hey, we have access to heaven. The spirit of Elijah is obviously on this man, Jesus. It's on us now, too. We can do what they did. But Jesus said, no, you don't know what spirit you're from. 
I've come to save men's lives, not destroy them. So, and this is, takes it back to the first blessing of Abram, Abram, which we're under. Uh, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed, not cursed or destroyed, but blessed, forgiven, made whole. That's God's ammo. You know, ammo. That's what he sent us here to do, is to be a blessing. This is our covenant, is to bless all the families of the earth. Get it? Families. Families of the earth. To restore the family unit again. Family unit. Amen. So this is the first time God speaks to Abram at age 75 and calls him from his father's house. And now just skip with me to chapter 13, verse 1 again. And then Abram went up from Egypt, he says, and he and his wife, Sarai at the time, and all that he had and lot with him, who he wasn't supposed to bring, and he tried bringing his dad along too. And that was, that was a no-no too. He said, I'm calling you from your father's house. If you want to serve me, I need total dedication here. You got to put me first, he said. To the south, Abram, Abram was very rich. Say very rich. So this is your covenant. Very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. Lord, where the gold at? Where the silver at? It belongs to us. Amen. This is our covenant, not the world's. Anything that the world has, they stole from us. This is our covenant on the earth. God put the resources in the ground for us. Put the oil in the ground for us. Put the gold and the silver in the ground for us. Amen. You know that book, uh, it got really popular, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, he was even quoted as saying, I only, I only like investing in, in gold and silver. That's God's money. You know? So it, it says it right here, the gold and silver are for you. They're for you. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Abram was famous for setting up landmarks upon his journey of faith, where he would go to worship and praise God. And he would note, this is what happened here. Bethel, this is where I met God face to face. This is where God spoke to me the first time. So we have to do the same thing in our Father's footsteps, right? We have to set up monuments and landmarks in our own life, pillars, if you will, of when God spoke to us, what God did for us, so that we can look back on those events and say, God is good. All the time, He's good. He did, this is when I experienced this breakthrough. This is when I got healed in my body. This is when I got blessed in my finances for the first time. This is when God did this. Those are landmarks that Abram, Abram literally made with his hands and set up to put himself in remembrance of what God had done. So whatever it takes, even tattoos, I don't care. Do what you need to do to put yourself in remembrance of what God already did for you. I don't mind the tattoos that say, hey, this is when I got married. This is when I had my first kid. They're just constantly looking at what, wow, this is what God did. Amen. You only got 120 years in your body. Who cares if they sag a little your tattoos in 120? Amen. Wonder how many Abram had. Amen. <laughs> he circumcised himself in 99. Maybe he gave himself tattoos. The Lord is my God. Amen. Constantly keeping covenant before him. Covenant before him. Amen. Whatever you need to do to do that. Good thing we have these. It's a bad thing and a good thing. So we can constantly keep the word of God before us with these playing all day. Amen. You get a job in a toll booth, you're just isolated by yourself. Man, saturate yourself in the Word. Sneak some headphones in if you're on a job, you know, those little earbuds, and just have the Word downloading into you. To keep your covenant before you. I did that at Whole Foods. Every break I got, I kept 
2 Corinthians 9, 6. He who sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. God blesses the cheerful giver. And those verses of giving, because I knew giving, God had showed me giving is my way out of this job and into my promised land. So I kept that covenant. Every lunch break, every snack break, I was the only one reading my phone, the Bible on my phone in that whole store. And it came to pass, amen. I became a doer of the word. It got planted in me. Now you can't take that covenant from me. You can't take sowing from me and reaping. It's in me. I built it into me on that job for a year and a half. Amen. And then God graduated me because it was in me and I started becoming a doer of the word. Sent Benny Hinn in one day and I gave him a card. He said, I've been praying for you, chef. Yes, come work for me. He says, I never go into the store, but something led me in here today. I always go into the one in the Newport Beach <laughs> with his accent, his, Ra- his Raeli accent. I like listening to Benny Hinn when it comes to the Middle East and Israel because that's where he's from. So he has a knowledge on that on the, in the Middle East. And Jesus said, look to Israel for the signs of the times. Amen? Amen. So praise God for that one. And uh, God just took me from there, but you have to build the word in you and take every advantage to do it so that we keep our covenant just like Abram did before his eyes. And now we'll go with me to um, Genesis 14, just the next chapter, and verse 18. And then he says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, which also means king of peace. I used to think this was Shem, one of Noah's descendants, till Clarissa rebuttaled me a lot. Pastor Mac Webb got on board too, and I just dismissed that and let it go for a while. Back. But I thought the blessing was on Shem because he was part of the blessing line, right? So it makes sense if this high priest was Shem, in my opinion. But this is definitely a type and shadow of Jesus because he says he was without father and without mother. So this is definitely Jesus incarnate, Melchizedek here. We have a type and shadow of Jesus meeting face to face with Abram here. Jesus left heaven and came to earth as Melchizedek a faithful and merciful high priest it says he was. King of Salem, literally king of peace. Well, isn't he the king of peace? We call him the prince of peace, but he's literally the king of peace in which princes are developed. Then Melchizedek, king of peace, brought out bread and wine. What was Jesus' first miracle? Turning water into wine. Communion? Bread, he always broke bread with his disciples. Sounds like Jesus to me. Bread and wine. Let's eat. Amen? In the book of Acts, we see him broil fish on the sand for his disciples when he appeared again. He was always cooking something up. <laughs> he was always bringing food. Come, let's fellowship. Let's eat. Amen. Let's break bread. Eastern cultures get that a little more. I mean, we're famous for food in the United States, but food and fellowship is really developed, it seems, in the Middle East more so. Those kind of cultures. But praise God, if that's where you're from, you've brought it here and we've developed. Amen. Amen. And blessed be him. He brought out bread and wine and was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him, Abram, and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. If you back up to verse 14 here, it says, Now Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, Lot, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his house and went to pursue him and overtook him. Abram had gotten up to 318 employees. That's your blessing. That's your covenant. That's my covenant. Amen? Amen. Trained servants who were actually men of war who overtook this army. Amen. Abram knew what he was doing, man. He's the man. I'm following him, our father of faith. And he gave him a tithe of all. It says in verse 20, this is the first tithe we see. 
Abram to God, he gave him a tithe of all. That word tithe literally means 10% of everything Abram had, he gave to Jesus, Melchizedek, the faithful and merciful high priest who was going to present it before the Father. That's what a high priest was. He intercedes between man and God. So you don't need a priest anymore in the Catholic Church. All you need is God, because Jesus came, and he's your high priest. He's your intercessor. He connected you to your Father again. Not man, the Son of Man. The Son of Man did that for you once and for all. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram, God most high. And Abram gave him a tithe of all. Here you go, Lord. Now the king of Sodom, this is a different king now on the scene. Sodom and Gomorrah, king of Sodom, not king of Salem, said to Abram, isn't that funny? That when God comes on the scene, Satan does too sometimes to tempt you. When you're about to receive your biggest blessing, Satan's right there trying to tempt you in a different direction. Does that happen to anyone but me? See, he knows too. But he didn't listen to this guy. He listened to Jesus, King of Salem. He says, King of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the King of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, just like Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, not even a thread or a sandal strap from you, that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say I have made Abram rich. I want God to get all the credit, and I will not come under the bondage of man. God has already set me free and blessed my socks off. Why would I go back into bondage and slavery? Why would I go back into socialism and communism when God has already blessed my nation fully? That's just stupid. Amen. I'm not going to take anything from you, not even a thread or a sandal strap, lest you say I have made you rich. There's no conditions here. God gives me freely. I freely enjoy it. I'm free. Amen. Why go back into slavery? Lest you should say I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten, the others, and the portion of the men who went with me. Chapter 15, verse 1. Get this progression. So we see him now have 318 trained servants. We see him defeat that. We see him defeat the temptation in the wilderness and tithe to Jesus himself. And chapter 15, verse 1 now says, And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. So visions are forms of God speaking to you as well, just like dreams are, saying, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Stick with me. Forget about the king of Sodom. Let him go. He can't touch us. We're in covenant. Remember I called you? Remember I chose you and preordained you before the world began, called you out of your father's house to cut covenant with you? You were in this for life. I'll never leave you or forsake you, he's saying. Another translation I love says, I am your rapidly increasing money supplier. He's your provider. Have you made him provider in your life like Abram has? Have you made Jesus your provider? Have you made Jesus your healer? You're going to have to in the end days. You keep, if you keep looking to man, we see where man goes. It ain't pretty. Don't keep following them. Just stick with Jesus. Amen. He said, I made Jesus my everything. He's my provider. He's my high priest. He's my healer. He's my Lord. King of Sodom, get it. I don't need you. I have God. <laughs> Go on with God. Abram said, Lord God, what you will give me, see, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. 
That's a good child name, Eliezer. Eli Azar. Just throwing sowing a seed. <laughs> then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. See, this is God communing with Abram. This is your covenant. Face-to-face -face communion with your father, the creator of everything. Saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look, now toward heaven. Look toward heaven, not the earth. Look up and count the stars if you are, to, if you are able to number them. And he said, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the word of the Lord. He believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Righteousness. And chapter 17, we'll skip Hagar and Ishmael. <laughs> ISIS is there because of chapter 16 today. Literally. The Taliban's there because of chapter 16 today. Man trying to work his way into God's promises ahead of schedule. Genesis, if you do that, you'll always be brought back under bondage, by the way. If you don't wait on Lord's time and, you'll, and do it yourself, you'll always... It ain't pretty. <laughs> You'll have to dig yourself out of your own grave sometimes. And it sucks. It's better to just wait on God forever. Let him bring it to pass. Genesis 16. Skip. <laughs> Genesis 17. The sign of the covenant. And this is the, the chapter on what we're going to practice after the service today by the barn. This is the chapter on circumcision. <laughs> this is the sign of an inward covenant. It's an outward sign of an inward commitment just like water baptism is for the Christian today. It's an outward demonstration of an inner commitment toward God. So this is part of your covenant with Abram, with Abraham. It says when Abram was 99 years old, almost 25 years after God called him, the Lord appeared to Abram. Look at how much God talked to his man. Appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you again, a, a, a new covenant, and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram, not yet Abraham, then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer, here we go, name change, 25 years. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Ab Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Took God, not overnight. You don't become a believer overnight. You may become a Christian overnight, but you don't become a believer overnight. You don't become a disciple overnight. It took Abram 25 years to get this. Said, I have made you a father of many nations. It took God 25 years with Abram to make him this person. How many years will it take with you? to fulfill your destiny and to be who you were called to be. It's different for each person. Amen? That's why we ought not judge. Everyone's on a different level. Amen. And so um, I have made you a father of many nations. It took 25 years with me and you together to do that. Verse 6. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I say, here am I. See, you're a king and a priest on the earth now because of who? Abram. Abraham, because of Abraham. Praise God, the father of us all, the father of faith, Paul says. 
I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your descendants after you in their generations forever. Forever. To be God to you and your descendants after you. Also I will give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And the sign of the covenant was, of course, circumcision. Amen, amen. And we'll just skip on reading Ishmael again. (laughs) And the son of promise. Let's just focus on Isaac. He was the son the blessing line was attached to because he was of his own flesh and, and bones. The blessing of Abraham passed through Isaac now. And you can chase that blessing line all the way through Genesis, all the way through the word, all the way into Revelation to you and me, kings and priests on this earth through Jesus. That's your blessing line. This is your heritage. Don't forget Father Abraham. This is your heritage. Don't get disconnected. Amen. Praise God forever. Okay. Let's wrap up. And let's go to Deuteronomy 28 finally. The blessing. The blessing. All these blessings shall come upon you, verse 2, and overcome you and overtake you because you obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. Now this is past tense. You receive Christ, right? You're grafted into the blessing. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in your country. Say my country. We could sing that song right now. Tis a sweet land of liberty. Land where my father... You know that song? That's a heritage song again. We got to pass these things on to our children. Amen. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. So no matter what any government does, no matter what any economy does, this is your eternal covenant. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Do you say that when you leave your house? I know we do. I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed going out. How can you say that? Because God told me to. God told me to say that. He told me in Deuteronomy through Moses, say these things. Say your covenant. Speak them to me daily. You're blessed coming in, you're blessed going out, which means you're more blessed going back in. Amen? This 24-hour blessing. The Lord will cause your enemies who are persecuting Christians, who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Remember the Holocaust? The Jews are now the wealthiest people group on the face of the earth. Look how God raised them back up. He says, your enemies who rise against you will be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses where you keep your stuff, whether it's under your mattress or in a bank account or an investment portfolio. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses where you keep your stuff. If you keep it under your mattress, you should be getting higher and higher toward your ceiling. (laughs) And in all to which you set your hand. Say all. All. If you go in the pencil making business, guess what? You're going to flourish. You're going to prosper in that business. Why? Because you set your hand to it. Amen. If you decide to make lollipops or candy whistles for kids, it's going to flourish because you set your hand to it. It's just who you are. You're in covenant forever. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Whatever you set your hand to, 
And don't let the devil talk you out of your inheritance. Shall be blessed. You're in covenant. You have to put yourself in remembrance of it to live it. He shall bless you. And whatever you set your hand to, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Is giving you. You just have to take it. We just have to take it through that arm called faith. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his word, his ways, then all the peoples of the earth shall see, shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. Didn't say here there, did it? So they're not going to know it by our preaching. It said they're going to see it. That's the goodness of God on you. His glory resting upon you. The world's going to see it. There's so many cases in Afghanistan throughout all the years with uh, Taliban, whatever, whatever terrorist organization it is, persecuting Christians, trying to kill Christians. And there's so many stories that have never been reported. You have to dig to find them. It's sad. But when, when the terrorists see the glory upon the Christians and run away scared and drop their weapons and end up dying on the spot, there's those stories too that you don't hear about, mm-hmm. which you really should. Because that will fire you up. Amen. If he did it for Terry Mice, he'll do it for me. Amen. He was shot point blank in Mexico, pitching up a hit, picking up a hitchhiker five times in the chest. Right. Not one bullet hit him. If he'll do it for him, he'll do it for you. You're a missionary, aren't you? Weren't you sent from heaven? Right. Called to the earth? Yeah. Amen. So nothing shall by any means hurt you. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. That's not your covenant to be afraid of them. Ever, 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 ever. You need to know who's in authority. That's you. Don't listen to the news. If it comes against the truth of your authority, it's off. It's a lie. Anything that strikes a chord of fear in you is from Satan. God will never speak to you through fear or doubt or unbelief. He's a faith father. He'll speak to you through faith, through love, which conquers all fear, First John says. Amen? He'll speak to you in his voice. He's not a God of fear. He will not say, move here when you're afraid. That's not God. That's Satan trying to uproot you. He's God. He'll speak to you in a firm, direct manner. He's very direct with me. Is he direct with you? He says his yes is yes and his no is no. Anything more than these comes from the evil one. Faith, Father. You're going to be uplifted when you hear his word. You're going to be uplifted when you hear his voice. You're just going to know what to do. That's God in you. Amen. See, I hear my father's voice clearly. And the voice of a stranger I do not follow. Amen. You know his voice because it's in you now. His voice, his sound, his echo is resonating in your spirit right now. You just have to tune in your frequency to hear it. You may just need to adjust your frequency just a little bit. Just like a radio. It's just a little click of that knob to tune right in to hear exactly what your father wants you to do, what he's saying for you to do. Amen? There have been many in the U.S. who who have heard, hey, give a million to Afghanistan, get our troops out. Many have donated to get their troops out. Many have risen up, amen, in the secular world included. Praise God. Just a fine little tuning to hear his voice more clearly. Amen. Is someone getting something from this message? I know it's getting warm and we're passing out. If I wasn't standing, I may be asleep. Amen. So let's all stretch and stand up, shall we? (laughs) Say, yeah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say, the word himself renews my youth. I shall run and never grow weary. I will walk and never grow faint. 
The blessing of the Lord was created for me. And I live in it no matter what. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm a servant of the Most High God. And I can do everything He says. For He is my source. He is my strength. He is my deliverer. He is the chief shepherd of the church. And He is my Lord. Say it with me, Jesus, I will follow you until the end, until you come again. Lead me, I will follow. In Jesus' precious name, amen. And you can all be seated. Thank you, guys. Did you get a good stretch? Praise God. Thank you for joining us online. Uh, it's our six-year anniversary. Thank you, everyone, for coming out and supporting us here in the Word and everything. And our girls have something to share. Amen. Ice cream day in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this day. This is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for every member of the body of Christ, family and non, blood, relation or not. Thank you for grafting us all into one family on the earth and in heaven forever. Thank you for that precious gift of unity in one body. They can come on forward whenever they're ready. Or are they running away? It's not your covenant. Don't fear. Don't run away. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. God is so rich. Okay. A minute for preparation. We'll take our offering. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for the privilege to give. If you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can and support us. Again, we're believing for a building here in Laguna Hills. So uh, just mark that in your designation if you like. Say the big building fund. I'm believing for, my, for your building with you. In Jesus' name. So thank you. The doer and the giver is blessed in his giving. We believe with you. We pray over every offering that comes into this ministry we have for six years. I lay hands on every dollar that comes in for a 30, 60, and 100 fold return. God does not want you giving without receiving. So you have more to give with, more to bless others with, more to be the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of your covenant on the earth with. And giving is what releases the blessing. So thank you for doing it. We bless you guys in Jesus' name. And we'll just pray over our offering real fast online as well. Thank you, Father, for the ability to give. Father, we put our faith that's in us now into our seed and expect a hundredfold harvest on every seed we sow. So, uh, Father, I believe this is good soil, this is good ground that will nourish my seed and grow up my seed to 100% fruition. Thank you, Father, that I only sow where I trust. Thank you, Lord, for entrusting us with this business, kingdom business on the earth. We give you all the praises for it. I thank you, Father, for making this a sexually pure ministry. I thank you for making it a financially pure ministry, that money goes where we tell you, money goes where we send it, faithfully. By the way, we are faithfully giving all around the world through this ministry for six years now. And I've got to get the, the totals for you, because it's, it's amazing what we've given into Uganda, into Kenya, into orphanages repeatedly, into those who have need. Uh, into fathers in the faith and missionaries like Terry Mize and Renee Mize. Just all over. Your money is going around the world. So just know that. And that's the power of a twice-sown seed. You're not just blessing us, but we're blessing the families of the earth together. Amen? So praise God for that. And thank you for doing it. Are we all ready over there, girls? There's food in the back. Thank you for celebrating with us. Thank you for growing with us a firm foundation for six years. You're all super saints, so thank you.
Okay, who wants the micro pound? Yay, Tuffy! The girls have been having, we've been having Sunday school.